Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to the podcast. It's Plan Wise Retire Free with Jude Wilson and myself talking investing, finance, and retirement. And we are going to talk about how children become part of the retirement discussion on this podcast. And if you've got questions, as always, along the way, make sure you stop by the website or give the team a jingle by going to their website at centrustfs.com. That is C-E-N-T-R-U-S-F-S.com. Or you can stop by the podcast website at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. And Jude, a lot of times, a lot of our listening audience is, is already clients and things of that nature. So I'm sure you have a lot of these discussions already. But, you know, we also get other people that check out the podcast from different walks of life. And the kids become, you know, it's a different conversation for everybody, just like everything when it comes to retirement. And so when dealing with this, maybe there's a couple of things to consider. So let's talk about some of these bigger items, I suppose, and then your role as the advisor and how to navigate these conversations, okay? Sounds good. Let's right. rock and roll. All right. So, look, college expenses. Let's go ahead and get the hit the elephant right out, you know, out of the gate because it's the, you know, big giant thing in the room, right? It's gotten crazy expensive. You know, people are constantly wondering what to do. We've got all these, you know, national debates about student debt and what, you know, so on and so forth. So, if if you had your kids a little later in life, um, you know, or maybe this is even for grandkids, right? You could look at it two ways. But if you're thinking about helping them with college expenses, one of the biggest things we tend to see is people sacrificing too much and then hurting their own retirement. And it becomes this balancing act of how do you help your kids, but also not put yourself behind the eight ball? I see that often. And thankfully, I don't see it as often as I used to. But okay, well, you, I guess that's good. <laughs> you definitely have parents who feel a sense of responsibility to help the kids with their college. And it becomes very challenging if those parents are at or very near retirement because they've been saving and planning for a lifestyle based on their lifestyle with the thought that the kids will be out of the house. Well, if the kids aren't out of the house and they feel that that need, it's kind of like when, when you're on an airplane and the flight attendant says, you know, put on your mask first and then uh, help the person next to you. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way of looking at that. That's always been my approach uh, because I, I tell parents, look, it may not be the most ideal situation to have uh, little Johnny get a student loan. Right. Um, but at least that is available. There's no such thing as a retirement loan, if you will. Right. I mean, maybe the closest thing you could think of is a reverse mortgage, but right, that's a very right. unique situation for very specific things, right? Exactly. Exactly. So if that is the case, and I, I have a current client that's dealing with this exact situation. They're retiring this year and their youngest daughter is still in college. So unfortunately, in our analysis, we showed them two scenarios. Scenario number one, if they weren't, if they were just paying for their own lifestyle, their assets would last all the way into their 90s. Scenario number two, if they were to continue to help their daughter, who's just a freshman, um, it took years off of where those assets would be. I believe it, they fell like around uh, 85, 86 uh, before they ran out of assets, not necessarily running out of out of income because they'd still have Social Security coming in. Right, right. So the, they but the decided- life, the lifestyle could be altered though, possibly. 
Right. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, you hit it on the head. They decided to make up that difference. And both of them, instead of retiring fully, decided to have a semi-retirement and work a little work less. Okay. Uh, and still have some income coming in that they weren't draining the retirement assets. Right. So we just have to do the analysis. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the power of the plan, right? That's the power of the strategy because then you can go, okay, well, this is what it's going to look like. We're, you're going to lose about five years or so in, uh, in additional assets. What, how, how do we want to address that? And that's what you guys did. So that's, that's a fantastic illustration of why it can be really important to work with an advisor. So absolutely good stuff. I like that. All right. And, and let's be honest, you know, people are starting to come around to the mindset that maybe college isn't, you know, we've all gone to that point when we have our kids and we're like, you are going to college. But, yeah. you know, as at some point, you know, we've started to recognize that maybe it's not for everyone either. Right. So maybe it's not just college. Maybe it's uh, you want to set aside something that's going to help them start their own first business or, you know, do something else. Right. Maybe it's just, you know, college isn't for them, you know, so to speak. So we're going to talk, touch on some more of this stuff. Uh, as we go along. So one of the big problems we've been seeing, Jude, not just pandemic related either with the whole college conversation, and that's definitely a different argument for a different day, but coming out of school with a degree or whatever and not finding a job or not finding the job that they went to school for. And again, this is even predating the COVID issue, right? This is happening way before that. So a lot of retirees and pre-retirees are finding that, well, the kids are at home couch surfing, basically. Yeah. You know, most of our clients are first generation affluent. They came from an environment where mom, their parents didn't make very much, but they motivated them and said, hey, if you work hard, if you go to school, if you get a profession, you know, you can be really successful. And in turn, that happened. So these are my clients who came from very little and now have done very well in business or their career. And they've got that work ethic. But sometimes that work ethic doesn't transfer to their kids. And I had a a client once tell me, if you're a baby boomer and you have more than two kids, you you have one that you're really concerned about. And so, right, that's the old joke, right? You have one, (laughs) and then you have the other one that's the complete opposite, right? Exactly. And really, the responsibility of of the parents at that point, and what we try to counsel our clients on, Mm -hmm. is 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 helping that young adult really find a place that they can provide their own income and stand on their own two feet. Because one of the things that we look at is the estate plan. So Mm, if mom and dad aren't there, they will be taken care of. Um, But mom and dad are probably going to live a long time. So we budget a little bit of money to help little Johnny out. But there's got to be a point where he or she has got to stand on their own two feet. Yeah, and that's got to be a conversation within the family sometimes too because the worst case scenario is you help too much by giving away too much of your own retirement money. They finally get on their feet and then at a point in their life when they're trying to maybe get married or start their own family, now you've got to come couch surfing, right? Now now you've got to come stay with them in their house and that's not ideal for anybody either. So we all know that that's not what we want. It becomes a harder conversation when the emotions get wrapped up in it, right? Because it's like, hey, we want to help our kids. We want to do the right thing. So it's definitely a tough line to walk and that's why children obviously are a part of the conversation. And again, I think the power of an advisor is having that uh, sounding board, having that neutrality 
right? To be able to say, okay, I hear what you're saying and I hear what you're saying. Here's what the math says. Now let's talk exactly. about it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Uh, grandkids. Okay. So I mentioned that a minute ago. This should be fairly quick and easy, but for many people, obviously grandkids come along and the grandparents are super excited and it's immediately, I want to help them with a with college or they start thinking about doing maybe the big vacations. And again, COVID's kind of pulled some of that back, but maybe as the next year or two unfold, Jude, people are going to be saying, hey, let's let's make an, a, a tweak or adjustment to the plan because we want to go out and, and, and party because we've been cooped up. Yeah, this is an interesting one. So, again, many of our clients who are in retirement and, and, and some of them that are grandparents, they want to do something special for for the grandkids. It's it's all the the joy of having kids without of the without the responsibilities. Yeah, you, you get to give them, them back. back. Right, that's right. Here <laughs> exactly. you go. See you later. <laughs> so that second parenthood is much more fun for them, and they want to do something. Uh, typically, we look at possibly funding a five twenty nine college education account. And here's some news that most people probably don't know: for the first time ever, um, based on the new regulations, uh-huh. uh, grandparents can fund the 529 for their grandkid. They can actually own the account Mm -hmm. and it won't be included in the financial aid calculation starting 2024. Oh, wow. So if if grandparents really want to make a dent and not fall in that financial aid trap, that's what it used to be referred to Mm -hmm. because more the the grandparents gave money, the less financial aid they can get. Now for the first time, that's not going to be included in the financial aid calculation. Nice. So that's one area that maybe grandparents can help. But again, it goes back to what you were saying. Let's do the math. Let's see how much you can enjoy. And if there's something extra you want to do, great. Let's do that extra. Yeah. And the other big thing, Jude, we've seen with the grandparent avenue is, is my friend went through this. He became a grandparent a little younger than he thought he was going to be. And while his son and his daughter-in-law have good jobs, they have time-consuming jobs. So it started to become apparent that, hey, we need mom and dad to be our daycare, right? Because daycare is quite expensive and, and you know, trusting people and so on and so forth. So he's like, after a few months, he's like, first it was great. But then I started to realize what was happening is that we were going to be raising our granddaughter and we had to figure out a way to put a kibosh on that, right? We yeah, want to be yeah. part of her life, we wanna, but we want to be her grandparent, not her parent. Absolutely. So that becomes a fine line too. You know, you just made me think about another client situation and I'll go, I know we're pressed for time. I'll go over this really quickly. One of the things that we've seen to leverage dollars to the grandkids, instead of the extra money that's sitting in an IRA or a checking or a savings account that they said, well, I'm not really going to touch that. You know, that'll go to little Johnny when I, when I pass away. One of the things that we found that leverages those dollars up even higher is getting life insurance. And most of our clients say, well, I'm too old. I'm not going to qualify for life insurance. So the strategy that we've done is we've gotten life insurance on the the grandparents, uh, not actually on the grandparents, but on their children. And then the beneficiary would be the grandchildren. So it's one way to kind of get around uh, aging parents, uh, aging grandparents, but still benefit the the grandchild. Right. And there's a lot of other rules around that, you know, because people are worried, well, 
what if little Johnny inherits a hundred thousand dollars at 17? So we usually do, (laughs) we usually do a trust or something that, you know, the grandparents can have control from the grave. Yeah. No, that makes too much detail, but that's one of the strategies. But that's okay. But that, you know, there's somebody listening might be like, Hey, Oh, wait a minute. That's, you know, something I'd like to, to look into. Right. So that's kind of the point of our podcast is to hopefully share useful nuggets of information. Even if you're, there are somebody already working with you sometimes, Jude, I'm sure there's a situation where someone just, you know, maybe, something changed and they haven't talked to you yet or, or whatever the case is. Right. And so it's always good to have these conversations and think it through. And we'll spend just a minute or two here on this one, because this one can get a little complicated uh, and you may have to, well, you're definitely going to need to sit down and talk with an advisor, but special needs, you may have someone in the family who's a special needs child. Uh, you just talked about a trust. A lot of times there's some things that you may want to do differently or set up differently because you're, now you're talking about lifetime long care, right? Absolutely. And, and for this one, especially, it needs to be a team effort. You need to talk to your financial advisor, your CPA, and and your attorney, because there's tax consequence, there's investment consequence, guardianship, right? All that yep. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's legal consequences with the the legal documents, like setting up a special needs trust. So we've actually had situations like this. The most recent situation, a client of ours has a adult child that if you met them, you would never be able to tell, but they're artistic and will probably never be gainfully employed. And so we set aside a special amount of money and contributed to the special needs trust. And the trustee has directions on exactly how those dollars are supposed to be Mm, spent for the special needs uh, adult. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely those unique situations where you're going to want to get the team involved or get a team involved on that. But again, it's just another way where it's got to be part of the discussion so that you can do so appropriately. And of course, it typically would be. And then the final one, Jude, that we're going to use to wrap this up is, you know, the government's been making some changes as of late. We've talked about it many times on the podcast, but generational wealth is something that a lot of families obviously always look, you know, are talking about wanting to plan for. Uh, I want to leave them the house or I want to leave them the the second home or you know this that or the other. Well, generational wealth is becoming a little bit harder in the planning process because of a lot of rule changes and potential rule changes. Yeah, the government is looking at our financial situation and everybody's heard of the national debt. It is growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. And we are now in the lowest tax environment that we've been in over a generation. So what does that mean to everyday people like you and me? Taxes are going to change. Right. And yeah. it, it doesn't matter. I don't talk politics, but it really doesn't matter if there's a Republican or a Democrat in office. At some point in time, we're going to have to start to pay down the deficit. Yeah, Jude, to, so, that, to that point, I was just seeing, I just saw something yesterday. Uh, right now, the their estimated numbers by 2042, so 20 years from now, they're talking about $70 trillion sitting in retirement oh, accounts. $70 trillion in retirement wow. accounts with a current $30 trillion debt, right? Like you were just talking about. That $70 trillion has got a huge target on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So the people who've amassed you know, uh, quite a bit of savings, whether it's in a retirement account or other assets, and the people who make you know better than average income mm-hmm. really need to be concerned. And, and what we are helping our clients with is planning out that generational wealth, how to remove some of your assets from your net worth that could be taxed at death and moving that out of your net worth, but still having it be beneficial to your kids or your grandkids. Again, this is another one that is a team approach. The financial advisor, the accountant, 
and the attorney. And fortunate enough, we have all of those people in place that we can turn to when we're helping our clients with this. Yeah, because when they close, you know, when the saying goes, when you close a door, you know, another another one opens or a window opens, right? Something like that. And so they've made some rule changes that make things like the, you know, they've eliminated the stretch IRA, for example, is what I was talking about. And there's some other things. Mm-hmm. So you're maybe looking at different products or you're looking at different strategies in order to possibly leave or build that generational wealth. So it all comes back to having a good plan, having a good strategy. And that's what you can get when you talk with the team at Centrust Financial Strategies. So if you aren't working with them, consider giving them a call 800-779-4592 or share this podcast with maybe a friend or family if you are working with them that might benefit from the podcast as well as the messages it contains. You can find it all at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. That's planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. Jude, thanks for hanging out with me, my friend, and talking about about the kids, and uh, I appreciate you. Hey, I enjoy it every time. Thank you, my friend. We'll see you next time right here on the podcast with Jude Wilson, Holistic Wealth Manager at Centrust Financial Strategies, and we'll catch you later here on Plan Wise Retire Free. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson, who is solely responsible for its content.